0: Media. For 75 years, NGMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon.
1: as we kick off our number two, it's about 11.05 on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 on the FM dial. We take you until noon. Off the Chicago we go. Cubs win. They needed to. Finally put up a crooked number, and they did so in the sixth inning to separate themselves from the Indians last night. Cappy, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. How are you, Cap? What's up, boys? Good morning, everybody. How are you? Doing well. Uh, You know what? Cubs, in a second. I want to start with the Bears, Cap, because... You know, when, when the news first broke that uh, they're kicking the tires on purchasing the land and uh, knocking down Arlington Park, I thought, there's no way, no. This is nothing more than negotiations. Cap, I'm starting to think that there's a really good chance this happens. With what happened yesterday, with the Bears uh, sig- uh, signing their agreement with Bet Rivers and another casino starts with River. Can't remember the last part of it. Um and the fact that maybe Churchill Downs is now involved with the land and the Bears and and betting, Cap, I'm starting to think that there's a realistic chance that they do move out to that spot in Arlington Heights.
2: Yeah,
3: I don't think it's a, a two-foot cap in putt for Phil Mickelson. Sure. I still think it's, you know, you got to make birdie here and you're in the rough and it's still a tough finishing hole, but Churchill Downs, which is operated under CDI, is the name of the company, Churchill Downs Incorporated, they own the majority stake in Bet Rivers. They own Arlington Park Racecourse. So if they are signing a deal to be the official gaming partner of the Chicago Bears and they don't want a competing casino anywhere around that Arlington Heights property because it would draw money away from them at Bett Rivers, then this is a perfect way to say, guess what? We'll help you get the land. We have, I I think it's 326 acres. They need 165 to comfortably build a large stadium and have parking and room for tailgating. And then you've got all this other acreage that you could still have either a casino or a racetrack to have some level of horse racing there. There's a number of ways you could do this. And you've got highways all around this property. You've got Route 53 to the west. You have I-90. You have I-290. You've got O'Hare International Airport, 15- to 20-minute drive. You've got Chicago Executive Airport, formerly known as Palwaukee Airport, where they can handle all sorts of private aircraft. And then you got a train that comes from the city. You got everything you possibly need to make this work. Now, again, it's still not a two-foot tap-in, but it's got more life today than it did.
4: Very surprising. I saw in your uh, station there in Chicago, ESPN One Thousand Waddle and Sylvie had a poll up over five thousand yeah. votes. Are you in favor of the Bears' new stadium in Arlington Heights? Seventy-seven <laughs> percent of the respondents said yes. I thought it would be dead no. Now, for us in Iowa, most of us, it's a TV product. It really doesn't matter. Maybe you make it to a game a year. Just the importance of that and the population base. That's another thing I continue to hear, just how much it has moved out from the city out to the north-northwest.
3: Yeah, There's. look, everyone still always has this fantasy of an open-air stadium, 85, 80,000 seats, with the backdrop of the skyline of Chicago, well, that's just fantasy land, <laughs> this bare weather nonsense that, oh, we got to play outside because we're the Bears. It, it's garbage. You talk to the players, they're like, you want to freeze your you-know-what off? I don't. It's awful. And the field isn't great. You find out that, hey, guess what? They're going to have a rugby match on Thursday. <laughs> they're going to have a concert on Saturday. And then two days later on Monday Night Football, we're going to play on a torn-up field. They paint green. It's just, it's this bad. So it's a bad stadium. It is a bad setup. It's an all day project. You uh, go to the game, walk for forever to be able to get to your car. You want a tailgate? Oh, sorry, we're out of spaces. If they're smart, they either use this to extract the greatest deal ever from the city because they have an awful lease deal right now and a bunch of improvements, or more likely, You build a retractable roof dome stadium. You want to play outside in August preseason and then September, early October, and then you close that up and you have Bears games. You can do conventions in there. You control who's on that field and when. And you could get a Super Bowl, a Final Four, the the millions and millions of dollars you could get there, not including sports gambling, which I know there are people listening going, I'm so sick of hearing about sports gambling. <laughs> they may be, but it's going yeah, nowhere. That's for sure. Do you realize in April, the state of Illinois had more money gambled legally on sports than every state in the United States except New Jersey?
1: I saw that. It's unbelievable is uh, it's like five times what we're doing over here in the, in the state of New Jersey was 800 and something million we were 114 uh, it's crazy Cap but but you're right and it's not going anywhere so before we get to the Cubs just one more on this so give us a time Cap when we'll definitively know yep the Cubs, or the, Cubs the Bears are staying or by God they're moving and they're building a brand new stadium there might be a Super Bowl coming to Chicago when will we know Cap I would
3: imagine you'd know in the next 12 months because this is the as of we we're having this conversation today on Wednesday at 11:11 11, 11. well as of right now this is the last year of racing at Arlington Park now this is the same exact blueprint the Rams executed successfully in LA because Hollywood Park had three more years of racing tacked on while they developed the property around it.
1: And they then were they owned by Churchill. Crack. They were owned by they Churchill owned Downs. By the
3: same exact mm-hmm. company. Yep. They sold the property to a land developer, but the land developer was already in bed with the Rams <laughs> to build this stadium. So that's why I think there's a very, very optimistic outlook that this could happen at some point.
1: Interesting.
4: It really is. Any more on the football front? go, go, go. Let's go to the White Sox first. The White Sox not playing their best baseball. Lose one to the Pirates and not a great weekend for them. I saw a theory out there that it's time to shake something up. Mm. We're a little over a month away from the trade deadline. The time is now to make a move and, and to get these guys because the race isn't very compelling in the American League Central. Do something now so you don't come complacent. Is that just a crazy theory?
3: Um, look, you, you can't make a deal to make a deal. You've got to make a deal that makes sense for your baseball team. We were talking about this on my show this morning, like Adam Frazier, the Pirates, you know, that scene in Moneyball, hey, I don't want Ricardo Rincone pitching against me. Tell him the change is closed. Send him <laughs> over to the visitor's locker room. Well, that's all fine and dandy. But if the Pirates are asking for Michael Kopech back for him, mm. are you prepared to do that? What if it's Garrett Crochet, who was your number one pick a year ago? You prepared to do that? What if it's more than that? Uh, ESPN wrote, the trade that each team should make. And for the White Sox, it was acquire Trevor Story because he's wow. a free agent after this year, mm-hmm. and he is a beast. Yep. And he's with Colorado. Okay, they're not giving you Trevor Story for, like, some Class A player. They're asking you for the very best in your system because that guy has 30 home run potential. He's done it twice. He could drive in 100. He's a beast. And, by the way, MLB.com, in April, before, as the season started, just before opening day, they rated the top 10 at every position for the second straight year, Trevor is the number one shortstop in the sport. Hmm. Number one. So these people are like, well, we've got Tim Anderson. Yeah, he's a good player. He's not in the top 10. Trevor
1: Story is. Yeah, no, And he plays in Colorado, so nobody... We talked about him yesterday, just uh, the list of uh, free agent shortstops that are going to be available, and we just never see Trevor Story play. Cappy, uh, let me uh, ask you this uh, this one. Patrick Wisdom, Jermon Mercedes. Who has baseball figured out? Both of them... I mean, I know Wisdom hit a home run last night. Um, both of them burst onto the scene. Wisdom seemingly cooled off a little bit. Mercedes was one of the stories of baseball in the month of April. Who have... Uh, major league pitchers figured out Mercedes or wisdom
3: Mercedes now I'm not telling you wisdom's going to the all-star game he's not but let's not forget that you know your mean Mercedes was toiling out there and not many teams wanted it Patrick wisdom was I think the 45th or 46th pick in the MLB draft originally by the Cardinals this guy has been highly regarded now again he's not a great player But he certainly accorded himself very well. Uh, I believe he absolutely has more upside than your mean Mercedes.
4: Wisdom's a fun story and fun to see him kind of at least come back with the home run last night. Still, this Cubs team, they get the win last night. All good. Hendricks on the mound. They need two pitchers, though. It, don't they? It's, is one enough, one starting pitcher, enough for this team to realistically outlast the Brewers, who I feel are going to go out and at the very least going to get a bat? We know about their one-two punch at the top. The Reds, though inconsistent. The Cardinals are going to get healthy. Don't they need two guys at their rotation?
3: Oh, they absolutely have to add two arms. No, they're not going to add Jose Barrios and Max Scherzer. They don't have the bullets to get both guys. They just don't. And I don't know if anyone in the game does but they need to get one of those types of guys and then one more of a journeyman type, like a J-Hap, somebody like Mm -hmm. that. Now, are they giving up Ed Howard in a deal like that? Highly doubtful. He was their number one pick last year, and they love him. Are they giving up Brennan Davis? No chance. But if they truly believe they're going to re-sign Wilson Contreras, well, then put Miguel Amaya, who's the top 100 prospect, and a catcher of 22 years of age, into that deal, and you might be able to get closer to getting an ace to front your rotation along with Kyle Hendricks, who, by the way, has figured things out Mm and has won eight consecutive starts. He's the first National Leaguer to 10 wins. He's tied for the Major League League with with Aaron Savali of the Indians, who just went down with a finger injury. So, yeah, absolutely they need to go out and add pitching to this staff.
1: Uh, the bullpen's been unbelievable, as we know, uh, watching Chafin, Tepera finally gave up something yesterday, but he's been unreal. Uh, the back of the pol- uh, bullpen, Kimberl is the all star representative. But I want to go to a couple of, um, Maybe not alarming's the right word, but Jock Peterson, his antics. Yeah, I know he hit a couple of home runs, but uh, not running one out. And then Baez losing track of the outs cap. Is that just, God, it's a long season. Some These things are going to happen. But these are major league players. How do you have particularly the brain cramp when it comes to Baez and Jock's lack of hustle? I know you thought he should have been sat down the next day. I was disappointed he wasn't.
3: Well, he was pulled from the game, though, right after that that David hasn't publicly acknowledged why he took him out of the game. It's, we were getting blown out, so they pulled a bunch of guys. Uh, but I'm positive that there was something communicated, we don't operate that way. And then when Javi did it, I, from what I heard, David was like, that's it, I'm not going to tolerate this. That is not going to happen. I've excused you before when you stand at home plate, watch a home run ball that, oh, by the way, doesn't get out of the ballpark, and you only end up on first base when you should have been standing on third. So I think David said it right. Hey, Javi knows better. We addressed it. I took him out of the game, and that's that. And then the next day he was back in there. But I could tell you that I talked to a player in that clubhouse, and he said our whole team supported what David did. That can't happen, and we got to clean this stuff up.
4: Cappy, final thing from me, away from Chicago baseball and just baseball in general, as we see Max Scherzer freaking out last night, Sergio Romo dropping his pants. It was, well, the start of the crackdown on the sticky across baseball. Your takeaway from last night, your overall thoughts, and how long is it going to take for us to get back to, I guess, a new sense of normal as the umpires go out and look at these pitchers.
3: So, I look, full disclosure, one of my closer friends in the world is Joe Girardi. Uh, Joe that was gamesmanship, man. Yep, yep. He knows we're struggling to hit this guy. The guy's going to the Hall of Fame. He's a beast. And so, yeah, I'm gonna do anything I can. Now, do I think MLB should allow the umpires three times to go search the same guy? I don't. Now you can't announce once you've been searched, you can't be searched again because we search you in the second <laughs> right. inning. What's to prevent you from putting the sticky stuff all over you? In the third, well, they've already used their search. I just wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't have this policy. I want him checked again. I want him checked again. No, that embarrasses the game. But when the, I think it's their hitting coach, or their bench coach, Kevin Long, who used to be a vital member of Girardi's staff in New York, when he's yelling F-bombs at Joe, and Joe's like, you want to go? Don't you talk to me that way. You know what? Testosterone. Boys will be boys. I get it. Uh, The Sergio Romo one, that's embarrassing for Sergio Romo because he knows this is a crackdown. He knows this is coming. Stop acting like a prima donna. Just do what they ask, and hopefully this has some effect that's a positive for the game.
1: Uh, Cap, last thing for you. Uh, Pat Foley announced today, what, 39 years of calling Blackhawks games. This upcoming season will be his last. Boy, synonymous with the Blackhawks, I'll say.
3: Uh, Yeah, and if you think that was his decision, I got landed.
1: Oh, interesting.
3: I I said this on the air. Pat's 67. Pat is single. He has never been married. Pat's Love of his life is hockey. He doesn't have children. Mm. Pat plays golf all summer. He broadcasts hockey all winter. There's no way you can convince me that Pat Foley truly wants to be done broadcasting hockey. I don't believe it. I'll never believe it. I think there are a ton of changes going on at 1901 West Madison. And at some point, they better look upstairs and go, well, our hockey team hasn't been in the playoffs since 2016, <laughs> and we haven't won a playoff game. One game, not a series. One game since 2015. They barely scored in the series against the Nashville Predators in 16. and their team, unless there's some major changes coming, they're not going to the playoffs next year either. So you better be really careful, because if you don't have a really compelling broadcast, you're going to have to have a really compelling team, and I don't see it.
1: Uh, Cap, last thing. Uh, on a personal note, t- tomorrow will mark 25 years for me on the air in Des Moines, and you've been joining shows that I've been a part of for 21 of those years. Uh, thank you. I appreciate our relationship. and It's
3: an honor to be on with you, and congratulations to you. That's an amazing... In this crazy business,
1: yeah, yeah, what yeah. an
3: amazing milestone.
1: No, Capper, listen, I, I truly mean this. Thank you for, uh, you took my phone call once with Bob Dyer, uh, like in the year 2000. <laughs> We've had a relationship since. So, Capper, thank you. and We'll talk to you next week, David. Thank you.
3: You got it. I look forward to hanging with you in Vegas one night. We'll get some champagne. We'll
1: toast it. Yeah, wouldn't that be a blast? I can't wait. Thanks, pal. Good to talk to you. Be good. Be yep, you do the same. Uh, David Kaplan, uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors Cappy. If you're looking for manufactured natural stone, DAC Center updates your exterior or interior project of any size. Centurion Stone of Iowa uh, has over 200 p- uh, pattern and color combinations for your every need. Centurionstoneofiowa.com. You can visit the showroom at uh, Northeast 22nd Street, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Thank you, Centurion Stone for making it possible for us to speak with Cappy on a weekly basis. Good stuff out of Cap. Um, I did not know the, um, well, I knew that Churchill Downs owned Hollywood Park and mm-hmm. sold it to Land Developers, which is now SoFi Stadium. But I didn't realize there's been the... the, the, I mean, the um, is
4: this really going to tab- happen? Trent, I'm starting to think it is. I And you said that yesterday. I'm like, eh. And I read a little bit more last night after you'd said that. Okay, and then I kind of came up with the theory, maybe this just is more of a media creation yeah. item. I think I'm going down your line of thinking. i got to talk to my Chicago peeps now, kind of get the, the feel of the city. And we had a great one right there in David Kaplan yeah. because... <sighs> I think you're
1: getting plus money on will the Bears stay at Soldier Field. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'd be laying the odds right now. Oof. We'll see. 1125. Bill Bender next. We're going to get into college football. The 12 team playoff took a step forward yesterday. Still some work to be done. Uh, he also put out his bowl projections. We'll remind you of where he has the Hawks and the clones as we take you until noon on 1460 KX and 101. Path forward. Victory Mounds
4: is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. And our marketing and communication services can help you promote your facility business. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you and your you get your podcast
0: a business name is important sure for one it's how we connect with you find you and do business with you but what's behind the name matters more Roshan Corporation of Iowa is now graphite construction group we're building offices retail centers tenant improvements schools and more but the most important thing we build our relationship with you let's get started on your construction project visit us at graphitegrp.com This is KXNO.
4: K-Guard Iowa provides the largest, longest lasting, most durable, clog-free gutters available. matched with excellent installation and customer service. And I can say that because I have K-Guard gutters on my home. The K-Guard Iowa team is devoted to providing customer service, expert workmanship, clog-free gutter systems, and a friendly experience all at an affordable price. Visit the website KGuardIowa.com, and they'll provide you a free estimate. KGuard Iowa, Gunners. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines menace soccer. Providing coverage year round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at cisn.tv. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live the and I Heart Media. Now back
0: to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO
1: and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, just past 11.30, Miller & Condon. Didn't we miss this last year? It was really good. Not in the eye. Oh, my God. I mean, just any, any band, marching bands. It's the whole, what makes it so special, right? And it will be back. Oh, my gosh. At a live press conference yesterday, the Hawkeyes, Kirk Ferentz, and four of the players met with the media in person, not in Zoom. Bill Bender, I'm assuming, can't get wait can't wait to get back to those. Zoom's been great, Bill. Uh, that's the hand we were dealt, right? Uh, you guys uh, in the media were dealt, and uh, you made the best of it. But uh, it's coming, isn't it, Bill Bender from the Sporting News? Good to talk to you. How are you? Yeah,
2: and plan is now I think I'm going to be going to Big Ten Media Day, which will be fun. Um yeah, it's it's been a wild off season obviously. And then we're going to talk about expansion, yep. NIL and all those kind of things. But I just can't wait till we get to talk about the games on the field.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Bill, just uh, on, the, on the playoff that took another step forward yesterday, it's not set in stone yet, but I still truly believe it will be a monumental upset if we don't get to a 12-team playoff. I guess one of the sticking points that came up, and seemingly the, the folks that were in Dallas uh, in a uh, sequestered in a hotel out by the airport, they all seemed to uh, come away pretty positive i don't think that there was much i can't find any negative blowback or no. uh, you know this doesn't need to happen we're good at four i guess maybe the one question is is the contracts with the bulls run through 2025 i don't think that we'll have to wait that long does that seem to you like maybe the biggest hurdle to overcome uh for us to get there in 2023
2: yes because the uh they're going to have to overhaul the bull system along with it, you know, and ESPN has a real concern with that. And there's a lot of money in that, the bulls, and I'm sure that will get moved around and fixed, but I think that's the biggest hurdle to us starting in 2023. Now, if they don't start in 2023, you run the risk of just really, I could use a stronger word, but making your fan base really mad mm-hmm. because you've teased them with something that, they, that has generally gone over pretty well. I mean, I think most people like it, and then, uh, which is surprising. But if you say, well, you got to wait till 2025 for this, people are going to ask why. Right. Then they're going to get really angry.
1: I get it. I, I
4: completely understand that part of it. But you're right, Bill. You can't put this carrot out in front of the fans and then take it away and say, well, yeah, you're going to get it in 2026. Nah, that's just not going to work. It's not going to work at this point. We did hear a week ago a lot of Alabamas of the world, Clemson's of the world say, hey, Wait, we don't get a home game? This doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you get a bye. Do you think that's died down, or are we still now at the phase where it's going to be till fall before they get all these bowl systems figured out and how they're going to do that? And ultimately, what do the quarterfinals look like? I, I think we have a pretty firm idea. Obviously, the first round will be the five twelve will be at the top seed, and we know the semifinals and finals will be at some kind of neutral site. What about those quarterfinal games? Ultimately, how do you think that shakes out?
2: I think they got to put them on campus. Good. And that's going to be another sticking point that takes a while because we all know the power of the bull. Yes. the Power of the the structure and how those power brokers really, you know, you know how well you get treated when you go to one of those bulls it's because mm-hmm. there's a ton of money behind them. So, um I think that's something that's going to have to be worked out. And I I still believe that quarterfinals on campus and the 512 round on campus is the way to go and you play 4 two, one on revolving New Year's Day six sites. Mm-hmm. And that would be awesome. I don't know what that means for the future of the Rose Bowl, and I don't know what that means for the future of the Sugar Bowl. And those are two obviously very powerful bowls in the, the structure of college football, but this is another concession that's going to need to be made, made if you want to go to a 12-team playoff. I mean, that, these are the things that are going to get impacted by that.
1: And, Bill, that's where I wanted to go with you, particularly the Rose Bowl as opposed to the Sugar Bowl. Look, it's such a – the tradition, and these people take this so seriously – And they don't want to come off their Pac-12 Big Ten matchup. And when they, you know, they did host the championship, they play the Rose Bowl, and then another bowl, uh, you know, uh, a week later. What's it going to take for the Rose Bowl to move? Considering, I mean, money, money won't sway them. They've got all the money that they need. uh, That group. What, what will change the Rose Bowl's mind as far as giving up the tradition that they long for?
2: Well, that's gonna be a tough one. And I anybody that's I don't know, have you guys had a chance to go to one?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Oh, yes.
2: it's the it's the most amazing it thing really is. in college football yep. in my opinion. That's what they have working in their favor is the venue, the uh tradition. You go through those halls and you, you know, like somebody told me when you go there just go in that tunnel and kinda think about all the great college yep. football players that have run through that tunnel. And I, I'd i bounce start crying. It was crazy. Yeah. Um I, it's an unreal place, and uh, so many that's then that's a big sticking point. People might say, Well, who cares about that and you know, they got to get a move of themselves. That's a bigger hurdle than people think
4: I agree Rose Bowl matters yep. it matters more than anybody it Maybe always has they could get a permanent spot at the table. That's a possibility if that happens, it'd be a semifinal more than likely, and it wouldn't be on January first, and that's where mm-hmm. some of the sticking uh, yep. parts certainly well, come up I, with that you
1: know. You're, you're on to
2: something. I've always thought a compromise. We've had we've had seven CFP championship games, right? And we mm-hmm. haven't had one at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one that they could knock out right away. But I think every championship game, pretty sure all of them have been inside. They've had that or, like, had the off. Well, no, I was at one in Kansas City that didn't. So, uh, no, I think that's another compromise. Make make the Rose Bowl part of the championship game rotation. I think
4: that'd be huge. That'd be awesome. I'd love to see it. Love to see that for certainly just the pageantry that goes along with it, and that's a huge part of college football still, is the pageantry. Well, another huge part is the future of college sports and how it's going to look. Name, image, and likeness at the forefront of that. Bill, we are eight days away. The NCAA should have something in the books to say this is what it's going to be across the board. We know that's likely going to happen, so when we flip the calendar to July 1st, and Many of these state laws go into effect. Is it going to be the Wild Wild West? Are we going to see JT Daniels at 1201 hawking, I don't know, something from Georgia and Chick-fil-A, and here we go? What's going to happen here in eight days? Uh, You know, I
2: think you'll see some of that, but it'll happen incrementally. It's not just going to turn into the Wild West. I think, um, you know, the state-by-state legislation, going to be interesting to see how much chaos it creates, because there will be some level of chaos that you know, certain schools can say, hey, we don't have that on the books. This isn't fair. Conference commissioners are going to have a headache for sure. Um, speaking with a compliance director later this afternoon, and I'm going to hopefully get some more answers on that. But uh, I think in general it's just something that we're going to all kind of wait. We know it's coming, and I don't know that there's – I have a strong emotion about it other than uh, – Curious to see how
1: it will happen. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News is our guest. Bill, um, your your bowl projections are out. I know that you advertise them as being one hundred percent accurate. I get Sorry, a kick
2: out my cat. My cat's trying to jump off the ledge in my house. So. <laughs> well, uh- Let's get get him down. Now we can get
1: into Iowa State. Absolutely, Uh, because we both uh, we both uh, hope you're one hundred percent right on at least those two. As you have Iowa heading out to Las Vegas, and you have Iowa State uh, participating in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans on uh New Year's Day. Uh so first of all before and I know that you do this every year and it's gotta be incredibly difficult. Do you have any idea how close you I'm sure it varies from year to year, but what's kinda of your percentage of getting one of the teams in that bowl correct, Bill? Do you know? No, in the championship game? No, no, no. In all of the bowls. When you when you do your forecast, when you look back at it, when I had I had this team right in the Music City Bowl or no, did you have any idea?
2: No, I don't keep track. But uh I do keep track of my playoff picks. I do do that, and I probably track. could go back and look at the New Year's Day six picks each year and see how on or off they were. Um, you know, the reason I don't get bent about the rest of them is a team could be yeah. – Michigan's always a great example. They they play two bulls higher than the slot they're in. Yeah, Iowa true. typically plays one bull higher uh-huh. than the slot they're in because they travel well. Mm-hmm. So those things make it really hard to do. Um, I'll tell you, I was close to putting Iowa over Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. I think that's the coin flip right there in the Big Ten West because those are the two teams that I think are most likely to win that division this year.
4: So you're sitting down. You're putting these together, and yeah, you have a really good feeling about you think it's going to be Iowa-Wisconsin coming out of the West and maybe that second team out of the Big Ten. You know how you feel the Big 12's going to shake out. you got Iowa State making their way to New Orleans. What about Conference USA? How do you figure out the Sun Belt? What does it take when you're figuring out, I think this team's going to be the third-place team this year in the Mountain West. How do you come up with that, and how much of it is just complete guesswork?
2: Well, some of it's guesswork. I mean, I go five or six deep in every conference, but the thing with those group of five conferences, they'll put a put them anywhere. There's no real sort of high in or, yeah. or depth to it. So that makes it kind of easy because then you try to look at location and, you know, try not to repeat bulls and those kind of things. And it's a big mystery in some ways, but in some, it's really not. So, you know, like I said, I enjoy doing it every year. It's tiring. I love when I tweet it, and then the first one is this is terrible or <laughs> you have no clue. Of course, I have no clue. Right. <laughs> it's, it's time to lie yet. I have no idea where these guys are going, but I just like, honestly, I just kind of like looking at it and imagining some of those matchups. One that came up this year, and I do it on purpose sometimes. You, you, you kind of, put Ole Miss versus Texas in a full matchup just to see kind of smile. That'd be Sarkeesian and Kiffin. That'd be a lot of fun. Mm.
1: Indeed. Well, our, our friends to the west of us are uh, are uh, glad that they finally seeing their team mentioned uh, in bowl projections this early. You actually have Nebraska playing Kentucky uh, in Nashville a bowl that did not take place, unfortunately, last year. As a number of them didn't. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, great stuff. You got uh, you're ramping it up college football wise as we inch our way. What are we? Bill, sixty seven days now, I think, till that first weekend, August twenty eighth of college football. We're getting the there bill we we truly are hanging there thanks for doing this for us hey,
2: no problem guys take care
1: yeah you do the same bill bender from the sporting news the hawks and cal in the vegas Bowl. now that's no the jimmy kimmel bulls in la it is yeah it's so fi. it's so i love to see that stadium yes not sure if it's the jimmy kimmel Bowl that i want to see in that stadium first time i walk through the doors i've told you before my
4: stepdad's a big rams fan the bears play uh-huh. in la this year don't think I'm going to be able to swing it, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But
1: well, Have you seen, speaking of opposing teams taking over cities, how much Raiders, how much is going to cost to see your team, air quote, whoever your team is, versus mm-hmm. the Raiders in LV? It yeah. is bonkers. And
4: that's going to be the case for the foreseeable future. You think about it, with the rotation, you get to see, outside of your division, yeah. a team, what, every seven years? Yeah. And then you talk about also home and away. So... For all intents and purposes, unless the schedule matches up, you're a Bears fan. You see the Raiders out in Vegas every 14 years, and when that 14-year comes up, yeah, you're making that trip. And, well, you know what? I would planned on spending 250 for a ticket, but I guess it's going to be 450 mm-hmm. Well, I'm heading out there anyway, right? Those ticket brokers are... They're living very well, I'm going to guess, uh, Raiders ticket holders.
1: Indeed, they are. We'll come back, finish out the program. Trent's Play of the Day is coming up. We take you until noon. It's 1460 what one- hey. DraftKings is not only my favorite sports book, but they're also America's top rated sports book. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. They're easy to navigate. There's plenty of instructions for new betters and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family, they've loved DraftKings. And I know that you will, too. And how about this offer? We
4: got a good one with DraftKings Sportsbook this week. Put in your courtside with hoops and a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. All you have to do, pick any basketball team still in contention just to win. Not cover, win the game. Bet a dollar turn it into $100 in site credits. And don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also has great odds on baseball, hockey, golf, so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and, most importantly, withdraw your funds at your convenience.
1: Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the uh, promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they do, you claim $100 in free Free credits. That's promo code KXNO for limited time. Only a DraftKings sportsbook must be 21. Iowa only, new customers only. Wager paid out in site credit. Restrictions apply. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem builder.com. Now back to Miller and Condon
0: on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent.
1: Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes here of uh, a Wednesday, fun Wednesday, after a night like we had last night in the world of sports. You know, it's, it's kind of surreal from my perspective. This day 25 years ago was the last day, the very last day, there was no Sports Talk Radio in Des Moines. Today there's four shows on this station alone. Right. Right? How many stations have come and gone? How many personalities have come and gone? It's it's crazy. Trent, twenty five freaking years tomorrow,
4: and I'm excited to kind of get into some of the nuts and bolts of things tomorrow. I'm telling with you tomorrow. some stories tomorrow. Yeah, I'm I looking, am. really looking forward to that because I have my own questions. You know, I didn't move here until 2008 and mm-hmm. dip my toe in the water. You helped bring me in here at KXNO yeah. on the high school correspondent time, and though I've been a part of it now for what the better part of 13 years, there's so many
1: pieces of it that I don't know the stories the and junk. I don't know. Yes, it was such a great station. It really and truly was, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 glad that you are going to permit me to do that tomorrow Mm -hmm. because there are two names on this show. But yeah, what I kind of think we'll do is you know we'll recap tonight tomorrow morning at ten. Yeah, and then um, I've got um, a couple of guys that I want to have on, Um, so we'll do that at Mm -hmm. some point. You know, take some calls maybe. Yeah. Because it just blows me away how many. I mean, Troy just reached out. I've been listening since two thousand. Yeah, that's twenty one freaking years. Yeah, pretty cool. It is to to make to to make that milestone and. Don't know how. <laughs> Congratulations, foreigner, to you. Foreigner, You know, not from here. Didn't go to I, where I stay, which I think kind of helps.
4: Yeah, absolutely. But and anyway. you've played it down the middle incredibly well throughout your career. And That's you've heard it from both sides. Yep. You've heard, uh, yeah, Cyclone Cannon. There's that Hawkeye mm-hmm. Homer Miller. You're doing it right when you're doing it down the middle
1: there. Yep. I don't think I've heard. Um, I mean, a lot of people have. Read, I don't think there's anything new that I haven't heard that you could take a shot at. I've heard of right. And when message boards first came out, I was. Holy mackerel, these people are mean. Because <laughs> right? I'd never seen one before. Trent, when I started, there was no computers. Different world. A completely different world. It nuts. I'm going to put a picture up. We did for, When we started, we did our show in my office at Prairie Meadows. Okay. And we kind of, you know, those soundproof walls, kind of mm-hmm. like tiles on the ceiling. The computer was, I had a whole bunch of stuff like Vikings, Bears, Chiefs,
4: schedules taped on the wall. Uh-huh. I remember those days when I started, and that was 2003 that yeah. I started doing this, and though I was pretty computer literate at that point, yeah. it was still, the newspaper was so important. That oh, Sports God. Almanac, having that in the studio, I'm sure you had one yes. of those to thumb through because- Baseball
1: reference wasn't yes. online, it was in a four six-inch thick book. right. Did you have a sore back lugging the the damn thing around? <laughs>
4: now we didn't have as many fact
1: checkers as we have today because
4: <laughs> I mean, back then great you could
1: point. get something wrong. And yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Right. Today? Yeah, that's an excellent point. I never thought of that. That's that's funny. That's funny. Uh, so anyways, we're going to do that. I'm going to do that. You're going to participate and thank you. And I hope you folks out there that... Uh, uh, have listened to the jock or want to know, I'll answer anything. Ask a question. I don't care. Nothing's mm-hmm. out of bounds. Uh, tomorrow, um, no one I look forward to doing that. Anyway, so do you have a play of the day today? I'm going to be playing your Blue Jays today. I do know that. Against the Marlins? Yes. Uh, I don't even know who pitches today for the Jays. Do Robbie you know? Ray. Okay, yeah.
4: Another guy that I have a strong affinity to. Coming off a really good start. Against those Marlins who can be... They're, they're inconsistent. Pesky. Yeah. They should be, record-wise, better than what they are. Any advanced metric will tell you that. So
1: I have them at 71 wins. I think they're going to go over that number. I think they are, yeah. I think they're better than that. And mm-hmm.
4: The division as a whole isn't as good right, yep. as maybe was anticipated. That's one that, uh, yeah, over 71.5, yeah, I think you're going to be in good shape. Going to be playing the Rockies this afternoon.
1: The Rockies? Why? Yeah.
4: Marquez. Okay. Another guy that I just like, and I seem to play him a lot. They're on the road against Seattle. You get plus money with them. So that's what late. obviously late afternoon yep, game. Yep. Three o'clock. Yep. And uh, finish it up at two o'clock today. What do you think I got at two o'clock? There's no baseball games that start at that time.
1: At two o'clock, there's of course no hockey or NBA there's that start no, at that time. No golf. Golf's not starting today. Nope. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Euro. Oh,
4: yes. You're into the soccer, are you? I am. France and Portugal playing in the final fixture here of the group stage, an important one for both sides mm-hmm. to advance to the round of 16. I'm playing a three way action with the tie. Going with the tie in this one. Portugal was terrible after Ronaldo scored early on Saturday mm-hmm. against Germany. They bounce back, they get the draw. And I get plus 225 with that draw. That's what I'm taking so, today. So as long as you, there's no goal scored, you cash. Oh, well, there can be goal scored. It just needs to oh, end in draw. a Oh, draw, so 1-1. One, one. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah,
1: and a score. Let's try it. Yep.
4: Okay. So good either way, plus 225 and my first foray into Euro 2020 here on the show.
1: Though I've been playing it on my own from time to Guessing time, I think it won't be the last. So no Cubs tonight, no Twins today. Uh-huh. Where do the Twins go? They have Cleveland. Uh, on the weekend, okay, uh, and the Cubs head out west to take on the Dodgers for a four pack. Their Sunday night baseball, uh, Kershaw Alzale I believe, is the pitching matchup for uh, for Sunday
4: night. How weird is it that both the Cubs and Twins and a lot of
1: other teams are off on a Wednesday? Yeah, it's weird. Right? Thursday, of course, sure. Monday, sure. Yep. Wednesday, there's a, like a couple of times a year it happens. Uh, Tampa Bay and the Islanders tonight. I hope that the series ends. Although I kind of want to see seven, but not really when I've got a good play on the yeah. uh, on Tampa Bay, so get that one over with. Financial and, backing. Uh, game one tonight of the NBA in um, in, well, in the East, Milwaukee and Atlanta. It's weird when you say the East for Milwaukee, but that's where they reside. I will be, I think, playing
4: the Hawks. I'll grab the points. Get eight. Is that the number? Seems like a hefty that's number. That's uh, I'm also going to play Trey Young, who shot it incredibly poorly, as we remember back in Game Seven think he bounces back, even against a pretty good defensive team. Holiday, one of the better defenders in the league, so I still think he's going to bounce back. I'll be playing him and probably a few other prop bets as we uh, continue to mill around in our Bet Rivers contest. Though you? Clubbed. <laughs> Drilled. Oh, man. You went too aggressive early on. I think that was your problem. I
1: know, but I might be holding
4: an ace, and I don't want to say anything more. Oh, yeah, all, all right.
1: right. Nobody knows except you, and everybody that's listening. Yeah. But yeah. the guys I'm playing with are out in the eastern part of the state. So, so unless they they're
4: listening on iHeartRadio app. Yeah.
1: You're in good shape. As far as they know, my bank account is at zero. Uh, we will uh, be back tomorrow. Murph and Andy are an hour and four minutes away. The Fanatics come in at 3. Hawk Central Radio tonight at 6. You have baseball at 7.
4: Yeah, good one. Southeast Polk hosting Dowling Catholic. Both games streaming on CISN TV.
1: Game 2 right here on the radio. Good stuff. Uh, morning Rush kicks off at 6. Tomorrow, uh, we're here from well 10 to noon on 1460 and oh. FM.
0: Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on Building Iowa, on the better days ahead and on how together we can all start taking